Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Welcome to episode three, Homer's Odyssey. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I don't know anything. Well, you just not that you don't know anything. I know a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's okay, because that's the whole point of the series, right? Correct. So, as we continue our way through season one, we have arrived at the third episode, as mentioned already, and things get real dark real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but uh, before we get started, make sure that if you have not watched this episode, you head on over and watch it wherever you choose to watch it. We are watching it on Disney Plus, but that's just out of necessity. So <laughs> unless Disney decides to sponsor the podcast, in which case you should definitely watch this on Disney Plus. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but so go ahead and watch it. And oh, you've watched it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Good for coming job. Back. Uh, thank you for watching it and coming back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's commitment. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so Homer's Odyssey. Uh, We'll begin... Oh, wait. We begin not with the synopsis. We're going to begin with your special facts. With the facts, mm -hmm. sir. Uh, Homer's Odyssey was written by Jake Hogan and Wallace Wolodarski. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It was directed by Wesley Archer, and it aired on January 21st, 1990. Ooh. Happy birthday, Robert, the day before. Oh, thank you. Aw. And then uh, production code is 7G03. 7G. Mm hmm. That's significant. They've all been 7G. Have they? Yeah. Huh. I'm flipping back through my notes. I yes. wonder if there is any connection there or not. 7G08, 7G02, and 7G03. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Why would I be, uh, why would I take note at the fact that it's 7G? Any idea? I have no clue. None at all? None at all. Okay. I will tell you. Why? Because Homer's sector in the nuclear power oh, plant 7G. is sector 7G. Okay. That's right. So, oh, excuse me. Uh, we've had beers again. So, uh, <laughs> Homer's Odyssey. Uh, here's a synopsis from the Simpsons Wiki. We'll put this in the show notes if you'd like to read it for yourself or read the full story from them. Homer is fired from his job as technical supervisor at the Springfield, Springfield nuclear power plant. Unable to provide for his family, he contemplates ending it all until he discovers a new life path as a campaigner for safety. So, Caitlin, yes. as someone who doesn't know much mm -hmm. uh, in regards to The Simpsons, let's talk about your impressions of this episode. What do you think about it? Yeah, when you said it gets real dark real quick, that is a for dang sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that this episode was a happy medium between Simpsons roasting on an open fire and Bart the genius in terms of how it illustrates the family dynamic and the love for everybody and one another and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, but it does have those really dark undertones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even sure if we could properly call these undertones. These are overtones. Overt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah mean, for sure. My microphone, I'm sorry, is sliding down. I'm not sure why <laughs> it's doing that. I'm going to tighten it up here real quick. Uh, Righty tighty. There so you go. It doesn't do Good that. job. There we go. Uh, I just all of a sudden noticed it was like six inches lower than it was a moment ago. <laughs> it's okay. So this is like our fifth take of trying to get through the intro. So we're. Oh, man. We were having a tough time. Yeah, we were. <laughs> 
It's okay. Uh, no worries. Here we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I can see where you might say that there's a happy medium in between the two as far as like family concern and love for each other, but also things are uh, real. A little dire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and really just sort of take this left turn, right? Like, yeah. And, and, and well, I mean, I think we should go through like kind of the build up to the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, well, my first note is from the credits. I have a note from the credits as well. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so the chalkboard gag in this episode is, I will not skateboard in the halls. Mm-hmm. Aside from the credits up until now, we have not seen Bart skateboard. Period. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay, where's this coming from? But, I mean, obviously it's it's something he does. But then he busts, he busts out of the school, right, in the credits and True. rolls right down the road. And steals the bus stop sign and yes, all that kind of stuff. which is a gag that doesn't last for over long, by the way. Yeah, I remember you uh, last time were like, I don't remember that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. So the note that I had from, uh, from the opening is that I pay special attention to, uh, to Maggie going across the register because that becomes important in an episode later. Uh, but... Uh, I was looking at the magazines that were on the uh, rack right okay. there next to the register. You're taking a page from my book and like looking at the background details. Well, you know, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. So I'm looking at the detail here. And here, uh, here, I couldn't help but notice there are two magazines that were readable, at least in the moment that I was looking at them. And it, I just could not help but think about the opening scene of Billy Madison. If you have seen Billy Madison, have you seen Billy Madison? I've seen Billy Madison, but it's been a long time. So he opens up in, in well, in the opening scene, he gets uh, his nudie magazines. And uh, I just found a, a funny parallel because uh, the magazines on the rack in the opening of The Simpsons are feeble, as in I'm old and feeble. Right. I got it. And mom monthly. <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay. So there you go. There's your there's there's the trivia that the I have. Feeble and mom monthly. Feeble and mom monthly. I mean, but I, if you go to the grocery store, that's what's in the checkout. You're not getting nudie magazines at the checkout in the grocery store. I mean, you're going to a different grocery store than I am, apparently. Yeah. What does our Publix have that I don't know about? I don't know. You never go to Publix. So. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So we move out of the credits, right? Yes. And we're getting into the main story. Oh, uh, Lisa has her banjo case. Yeah, it's again, still there. There it is. And she's wearing her little ingenue cap. And I don't know what that's about, but that's okay. I think it's I don't supposed need to, to know. be a bike helmet, but like... It it's... doesn't look like a bike helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a little beanie. Yeah, uh, that goes away eventually. Uh, yeah. I think maybe somebody said... What the fuck? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. K- moving on. So uh, we we get to uh, we get into the opening scene and Bart meets somebody who becomes a staple. Otto. Yeah, Otto. Otto yes. likes to get blotto. <laughs> what least. did he say? He said something in the beginning. He's like, "Hold on, it's in the book. Hold on, let me get the book." <laughs> okay, this oh. thing is heavy. Uh, he says, "Sorry, little dudes. Party Hardy was tardy." <laughs> so what a cool guy he is. He is pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm like, what? What I is? I thought the, you had more there. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What is one of the first interactions that Bart has with him, which is also a continuity thing? Uh huh. 
Um, Bart asks Otto if he has any new tattoos. Yes. And he shows him like this skull situation on his arm. Mm -hmm. And Bart's like, man, I really want a tattoo. And I'm like, Bart, last week. (laughs) Yeah. You got a tattoo, bro. And you got it removed. So you've been through the entire process. But, you know, that's okay. Um, well, I guess not the entire process, right? Because he only got moth written oh, that's fair. out of mother. On I, his... was, I was thinking more of the application and uh, removal oh, yes, of well. a tattoo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if this is just the victim here of the first episode of the series and the shuffling of the... I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Okay. The production codes, which we had a moment about earlier. Uh-huh. This is 7G03, mm-hmm. and Bart the Genius is 7, 7G02. Oh. So, I don't know. Wait a minute. Isn't the tattoo in, in Simpsons Roasting? No. <laughs> it's not? No. Well, wait. Hold on. Sorry. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, wait. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, look at that. Oh, I don't know anything. Oh, I'm the season fan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So that means... So, I mixed it up. So, so yeah, the it, timeline is reversed. So, but that's got to be weird, right, for somebody who's watching this. Yes, it is. In order. Hello. Hi, me. I don't have... Oh, you mean have, like you now. I don't have in a great... In 2021. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was talking about 1990. Okay. I don't have a great short-term memory, but... Yeah, I just I, I whatever. So yeah, but like I, I wrote down too. I was like I was like Bart wants a tattoo uh, because we. Robert, here's your reminder: light the smoker. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm supposed to light my barbecue smoker here. <laughs> Robert, Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> so uh, that being said, uh, we are uh, we're in sort of this weird like time time frame where. Bart really wants to get a tattoo, but obviously he already has gotten a tattoo by way of the release dates. And yeah, uh, he gets onto the bus. Otto is there. <laughs> Are you okay? Correct. Sorry, I was burping. Uh, and um, anyway, so he gets on. He gets onto the bus and he sits next to somebody who is introduced. And I remember this. I remember uh, uh, this person being introduced because I remember talking about him to other kids and nobody knew what i was talking about really yeah okay we're talking about i feel like this character wendell Uh uh-huh is one of the reasons why we have gone down this path because we were sitting Uh uh-huh watching i don't remember what episode Mm -hmm. and i said oh there's wendell and you're like that's a really obscure character. How do you know him? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, he's kind of, I've read he's supposed to be albino aside from being pukey. Right. And <laughs> he's, he's everywhere. Yeah. Like he, like Wendell is always around. Right. So I like, I knew he was like one of the first obscure characters I knew. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Sherry and Terry are a bit of a level up from Wendell. Yes. Yeah. And Wendell is definitely ancillary. Exactly. Sherry and Terry, I don't think really are ancillary level. Right. Exactly. So like, but he speaks in this episode. He does. And he pukes in this episode, which is like his thing. That's his, Yeah. That's <laughs> his thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I remember making a joke to a friend of mine 
when I was a little kid about somebody puking on the bus and calling them Wendell and he didn't get it. But <laughs> Yeah, we had a bus puker too, but I don't remember his name. So something uh, you, you mentioned that Wendell speaks, which is funny because uh, I wrote about him speaking. Okay. And when he speaks, that's Millhouse. That's Millhouse's voice. Oh, I ha- I did not pick up on that. Yeah, at for all. sure. That I is. I mean, I get that. Like, I understand, but I did not pick up on that. Mm-hmm. There are other moments where I'm like, "That's obviously so and so." Like mm-hmm. uh, the last episode, we talked about Bart, Mrs. K, and the yeah. learning uh, instructor or yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, I did not pick up on the Millhouse connection whatsoever. So they get onto the bus, right? And then, uh, I think a really great early. Uh, early series gag happens as they're riding on the bus. <laughs> yes. I laughed at this. Yeah. So, um, in the beginning, Mrs. Krabappel is like, well, children, you were going on a field trip and they are talking about their last field trip to the prison. And then when they get on the bus, they're driving by and they drive by the waste dump. Mm-hmm. And they're all waving at the waste dump workers like, Hey, nuclear waste dump. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I didn't write that down. I don't remember, but uh, uh-huh. um, anyways, I thought that was very funny. And then they, then they drive by the prison and then they drive by the school again. And Mrs. Krabappel's like, Otto, are, are you okay? And I think the answer to Otto, are you okay? Is probably no, shouldn't be driving. But um, anyways. Yeah. Otto is in general, uh, not a safe Otto driver. Is Blotto, like yes. you said. Yeah. So, anyways, they and then they eventually end up at the power plant. Or, well, something big happens on the bus. Well, big in terms of if you're a... What grade is he in? Fourth? Is he in fourth grade? Barton is in fourth grade. Okay. It's big if you're a fourth grader. Uh Uh-huh. And that is... Mrs. Krabappel is like railing into him on the bus. Mm -hmm. First of all, which school... What school bus has a microphone? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so she's going on and on about like rules and whatever. Uh-huh. And she's like, Bart Subset, if you misbehave, I'm going to make you sing in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do I get to pick the song? And she says, no, it's got to be John Henry or whatever. John Henry was a steel driving man. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sherry and Terry are behind Bart and Wendell. Mm-hmm. Bart sits with Wendell on the bus. And Sherry and Terry are like, we're going to make you sing, Bart. And what happens? They kiss him. They kiss him on the yeah, cheeks. Yeah, And uh, I actually, uh, I actually uh, wrote this down because this is, uh, this is an early indication of Sherry and Terry's uh, connection uh, character development with Bart is that they torment Bart. And I wrote down um, Sherry and Terry are terrors. <laughs> Yeah. Because no fourth grade boy wants to be kissed by a girl, much less two, mm-hmm. much less twins. Yeah. And so they kiss him on the cheek at the same time. He screams and then he ends up having to sing uh, John Henry's a steel driver man. But he yeah. clearly, by the time they arrive, has replaced John Henry with Bart Simpson. Yeah. Uh, and well, was enjoying uh, it way more than was and intended. Again, and again, the lyrics are, are, you have a familiar song with the lyrics that are being changed and i noticed that the kid in front of him i don't know if he has a name is rocking out on that bus oh i I don't think i noticed 
Yeah. Thought he might be just be a little ancillary kid, like girl with glasses or. Yeah, <laughs> oh, girl with gla- glasses is fascinating to me, and um, she may have to have a square on the blanket. <laughs> wow. Um, we have a we have a bonus episode talking about said blanket, but anyways. Yeah, so I don't think we've dropped that yet. We have not. <laughs> Probably not. Or at least as of today, we have. We're not. trying to figure out what to do with these bonus episodes. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So. Anyways, uh, the kids arrive at the nuclear power plant after having driven past the uh, nuclear waste dump and the Springfield prison where everyone's waving at them. And the school. And the school again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they walk in and they find Mr. Smithers. Yeah. And Mr. Smithers is noticeably darker. I mean, in skin tone. Yeah, yeah. We did mention this, I think. Earlier. We mentioned it in the last episode. Yeah, because I was looking at the picture mm-hmm. in the book. That's right. And I was like, oh, Smithers has a tan. I'm like, mm, I don't know if Smithers got a tan yeah, right I was, now. Yeah, I was waiting on this uh, to tell you for this episode. Okay. Uh, so, as I understand it, uh, what happened is they created Mr. Smithers, and when it became clear that he was going to be uh, ultra subservient to Mr. Burns, they decided that they ought to change his okay. skin tone so that it did not that seem... is very woke in the best way possible oh <laughs> of 1990 1990 yeah i i appreciate that six years before the atlanta olympics <laughs> yes yes it was mm-hmm. that was that you know that was before well, remember I even... when this episode aired you had just turned six the day before that's true and uh, was not yet in the classroom where I would learn that the Olympics were coming to Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> My first grade teacher, Miss Pastor. Hey, Miss Pastor, what's up? Hey. I, I, I have no idea if this woman is even alive. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. What? It got dark real fast. Uh, yes. Well, literally Smithers. We are getting there. Yeah. So the kids are uh, watching a an old video, and I was going to tell you... Uh, so they're they're watching this video with a uh, smile and Joe Fission, mm-hmm. and uh, it is clearly intended to be an old real. I wrote video. that down. I said this video looks old for 1990, yeah. which means it was probably made in the 60s. Yeah, definitely in the 60s. At the height of it the nuclear me scares, so much. When I was at church uh, as a kid, like once a month, we would watch a movie, and it was some old like religious movie, and. And I noted it for two reasons. One, my father was the one who set up the reel. <laughs> I was going to say. And secondly, like it had those like visual like pops and cracks and like you had to adjust the film like yeah. a real old reel. Right. Right. Uh, and so when I see stuff like that, I, I take note of it. And uh, they finish up this movie with old Smile and Joe Thijan, who will not be making his last appearance in the series. Oh, okay. And then we get a really great gag. The three-eyed fish? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. That's during the movie, though. Yes, you're right. Uh, the three-eyed fish. So, Caitlin, tell me about the three-eyed fish. What do you know about the three-eyed so, fish? So, uh, we've mentioned the book that we have, and um, it is Simpsons World, The Ultimate Guide, uh, episode guide, sorry, uh, seasons one through 20. And uh-huh. on the end sheets of this book, I was a... I was a um, I just threw it open if you could hear that. <laughs> uh-huh. On the end papers of this book, there's all sorts of gags. And one of them is the old sea captain mm-hmm. holding up a three-eyed fish. Uh-huh. And I was looking at this the other day before we started recording, and I told Robert, I said, I don't know the three-eyed fish. 
But the three-eyed fish makes an appearance in this episode. There's actually two things in this immediate vicinity on <laughs> on this panel that made me laugh. Because A, Caitlin does not know uh, the name of said fish. She nope. also looked at what not, was written no idea. directly above it <laughs> and said... Who is E.I. Barto? Well, and, and that makes that that plays a role in this episode it too. It does. That's why I'm bringing it, is, it up. It is El Barto. I have since learned. Uh-huh. It is stylized in a way that it looks like E.I. Barto. <laughs> so I don't know. Go fuck yourself. Whoa. <laughs> um. Anyways, yes, th- those two things I I was not aware of, and then I learned. I learned something today. So El El Barto yes. is obviously the bandit of Springfield. Uh-huh. Yes. And he uh in this episode has once again tagged uh mm-hmm. in a in a graffiti sense, he has tagged City Hall. Uh but Caitlin is right. In the video, we get an image of this three-eyed fish whose name I won't mention okay. here at I present. Don't, I honestly had no clue. Because that will uh that will come into play. Okay. In I'm pretty sure. Uh, there the also series. looked like when they were panning past this like idyllic river outside of this nuclear power plant, uh-huh. it there looked like there was a melted body next to the river, but it could have been flowers. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, we did skip a little bit ahead in terms of something that I am forgetting, but... Um, we also learned that Sherry and Terry's dad works at the plant. That's right. Yes. Yep. Uh, and as uh, Sherry and Terry's father works at the plant, obviously Homer works at the plant yes. as well. And this is the difficulty that we find here. In- oh, that's what it is. They talk about how their their dad thinks that Homer's very lazy and only eats donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. And then we immediately cut See? to a scene with Homer who is comparing these donuts and says something to the effect of, I would wager you would never be able to tell the difference between these and a donut that was actually baked today. So yeah. in, in short, he's not just eating donuts. He's happy he's eating old donuts. A connoisseur <laughs> of donuts. Um, and he's also... <laughs> I did not realize this when mm-hmm. that scene was happening. He's sitting on a little golf cart that like he can drive around. Oh, it doesn't yeah. I thought he was sitting on like a kitty like fire engine ride. Oh. I, I I don't know why. But anyways, he's he's on this little cart he can drive. So he's talking to this dude. Uh-huh. Is that Sherry and Terry's dad? That no, he's talking no, to? no, no. Okay. That was not no no. Okay. So he's talking to this guy and he's like, blah, 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 donuts, donuts, donuts. And <laughs> Then he's like, well, got to go. My kid's coming on a field trip. Got to go f- see him. And then... It looks an awful lot like the little cart that Austin Powers yes, gets stuck between the walls. 10,000% what I thought about. Uh-huh. Yes. So anyways, uh, long story short, uh, Homer uh, is driving this cart and uh, looks... Uh, Bart is calling his name saying, hey, Dad, take a look, look at me, look at me. He looks up and because he looks up, he runs into... Uh, some form of exhaust pipe it's not good causes a huge problem it gets fired on the spot in yes. front of his son and of course his son is standing in front of Sherry and, and Terry so Homer goes into sort of a downward spiral and I, it should can, be noted can I ask a question uh-huh. do we know Sherry and Terry's father in the future 
in future Not episodes. Not to my knowledge. Okay. That yeah. was one of the questions I had. I was like, who the heck is Sherry and Terry's dad? I was like, is Carl Sherry and Terry's dad? Yeah, to to my knowledge, we don't see or him. Or Lenny? <laughs> I'm I'm not really sure we see him ever again. Ever again? Okay. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but off the top of my head, at least, I don't think so. Okay, I was and, just curious. Uh, at any rate, he um, uh, Homer uh, is removed from the job, obviously, and then falls into this sort of depressive episode. So the way I understood it is that his his job title at the time of his termination was supervisor technician uh-huh and he is no longer that <laughs> that's right okay they actually do make kind of a big deal about this because homer says i'm no technical supervisor i'm a supervisor right, right. yeah yeah um but uh at any rate uh this is where it i think i mean at least in my opinion this storyline sort of like falls into a a jumble Homer gets uh, gets depressed. He, you know, is looking for work. Can't find work. Marge says, "Well, I can get a job at my old job, which yeah, was a he, Sonic drive-in sort of style place." <laughs> he goes to Moe's and he's like, "Hey, Mo, can you spare me a beer?" Also, Moe's still in his pink apron. Yeah, and well, all of this is just sort of like really clunky, right? And yeah, but I, I, I get it in the sense that like it's t- it's kind of like trying to establish that Homer, even though he's kind of an idiot, mm-hmm. um, like he's feeling down on his luck, right? And right. like it's establishing like money's tight, mm-hmm. his wife has to go back to work, yeah, whatnot. Although we do get something really special while he's hanging out at Moe's. Yeah. What? Do you know what it oh, is? Oh, it's a crank call. He gets the first crank call. Yeah, IP freely. I uh, I have a confession to make. Okay. You already know this, but the people who are listening don't. I, I hate crank calls. Oh, yeah. They're so embarrassing. They, I don't like them either. They they just they make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I cannot watch crank anchors. I don't, I don't think either one of us is a huge fan of secondhand hand embarrassment, and that's... Definitely something that crank calls induce. Yeah, like uh, I used to, I used to watch Crank Anchors because my brothers wanted to watch it, and I would leave. Like I'd yeah. leave the room. I just, I like it makes me so uh, anxious to watch. Right. Well, uh, to watch that, and I'm well, like, all the, I can think is like these people have jobs. Like, yeah, they're doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're serving your dad beer <laughs> for free, but uh, oh so, no, he's not. No, not for free. Mm. Oh, no, he's no, he says. He asked for a free beer, right? right? And immediately says, or Mo immediately goes. I didn't, I didn't mean that literally, but yeah. Oh. It's okay. If you can hear a jingle, it's our cat. He's being a pain in the ass. Anyways, I noticed something else about the, the crank call. Uh-huh. Did you notice it? And we talked about this in a previous episode. I don't know. Lisa is in on the crank call. Oh, Because yeah. after Mo starts calling out for IP freely, mm-hmm. they cut to Bart and Lisa on the phone, and they're both cracking up. Right. And we had talked about um, when they're at the opera, and Bart the genius, and, mm-hmm. and he's making up lyrics to the song, Lisa's cracking up. Yes. She's also cracking up at this. Yeah, she's... Uh, and, and Lisa will continue to keep laughing at right. these uh, these crank calls. Through. Yeah, but I, I, the point we brought up, and, and it doesn't show in this episode at all, is how mature Lisa is. Mm-hmm. But in certain circumstances, she lowers herself to her brother's level. And, yeah. Uh, and partakes of the, 
the humor. Yeah, so we so we see a reinforcement of that. So maybe Lisa is a lot like uh, Santa's little helper when he jumps into Homer's arm, arms. You know, Lisa is a bore. Lisa is preachy. Lisa, uh, yeah, she's a Simpson. Yeah. So I, we also see, I think, in this, if I'm not mistaken, we see Duff uh, in its first explicit mention. Yes, the, as uh, the, beer. the commercial. Uh huh. And I wrote that down. Unimp- uh, Duff intro question mark. Yeah. Um, and then that prompts <laughs> Homer to go to the refrigerator to look for a beer. And he pulls out a box. And the box has in it mm-hmm. a cake. A nice cake. A lovely cake that says, I don't remember exactly what it says. <laughs> Y'all, my, my short-term recall is really bad. But it says something to the fact like... It's okay, Dad. We love you anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. We love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and oh man, like if you've you've seen the GIF, we've all seen the GIF of Bart holding the cake that says "At least you tried" and right. then throwing it in the trash. Like that's yeah, that's ex- that's exactly it. But what does that what does that go back to? What we've talked about at least the past two episodes is that the Simpsons are successful because they all love each other Mm -hmm. and they support each other. Even when they do stupid crap, even if it was, uh, even if it's misguided, like the motivation behind it is wholesome. It's it's natural and genuine. They're they're trying to make Homer feel bad, feel better Uh for losing his job, but he definitely doesn't. No, not in this moment. He decides that he's going to kill himself. (laughs) <laughs> He's going to end it all. In maybe the most hilarious way possible. Uh-huh. By tying a boulder to his waist mm-hmm. with a rope and carrying it across town. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, what the hell? I, I would like to point out that while he's writing this note, there is a picture of him and Marge <laughs> on, the, on the fridge. I wrote that. Sad Homer and Marge on the fridge. Yeah. Like, and they just look miserable. <laughs> it's very funny, though. I mean, it's like it's like <laughs> pathetic fallacy, right? It's... it's For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The environment is responding exactly. to the surrounding... Exactly. Or, 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 excuse me, the environment is surrounded to what's happening in the story. You like that use of uh, pathetic fallacy? I did like that. You know, I'm... You're welcome. I'm impressed. I hope my English teachers are listening to this. And so, uh, at any rate, Homer ends up carrying this boulder while it's attached (laughs) to him past this wiry old couple who I don't think we ever see again, um, at least not in feature, Right. who make a joke (laughs) about him killing himself to each other. They're like, oh, he's carrying his boulder. (laughs) Openly laugh while this man... Is he's caring. very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, he's clearly within earshot of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he very much, um, it's a wonderful lifestyle, walks up to uh, to an intersection, is going to throw, or going to obviously end it all, and in a very Simpsons way, notices that somebody has left a boulder <laughs> there anyway. <laughs> There's already a boulder there. He didn't have to carry it that whole all way. All the way. God bless. But while he's there, he gets nearly run over, and then his family shows up, and they nearly get run over because this intersection needs something very important—a stop sign. A stop sign. Yes. Um, and they're we- at they're at uh, I think I think he says they're at E Street and Twelfth. E Street and Twelfth is that? Uh, yeah, I think some, that's what he something says. Something to that effect. Yeah. But so here here's the thing: like it's taken Caitlin and I to get a long time to get to this point, but in the sh- in the show, like in the episode, it takes a long time to get to this point. Yeah. 
and then uh, it's just sort of tumbling around to the end of the story. We talked about Marge v. Monorail. Uh huh. I think in the in our quote unquote pilot slash trailer, mm-hmm. and um, how I consistently forget what the first half of that episode is about. Yeah, and I for sure foresee myself forgetting what the first half of the the freaking field trip. Yeah, like that seems like ages ago. <laughs> yeah, and like like like. You say the first half, but I think you literally mean or like, like the, the first, first two thirds. Yeah, the yeah. first two thirds of yeah. this, because after this, we we entered in this slide of Homer deciding that he is going to become a safety guru, uh, a pi- uh, starts, not a pioneer. What he starts with? I'm thinking of a word, and I can't think of the word. Uh, is it the same word that Marge forgot? Is it nurturing? No. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, so he, he starts with putting this stop sign there. And then all of a sudden he is. He goes to city council. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By way of the city. And it's stuff like no yelling, you know, children, watch out, blah, blah, blah. And. Uh, did you know? I'm going to tell you what my favorite sign said. Oh, okay. Please drive friendly. Please drive friendly. Yes. That's very good. Yes. And if it's in that panning shot, it's probably in a place where there's not actually a road. It's one of the headlines. People. Oh, is it? I oh, so, oh, so yeah. there's some newspaper headlines. Yeah. I did notice that there were a lot of newspaper pictures Dip. of Homer. Please drive friendly. That were not embarrassing pictures. Right. But um so we get to uh we we get to a place where Homer is uh has has succeeded in his goal of promoting safety, but is still very unsatisfied with himself. Right. And so he decides that he's going to go to the power plant. Take on, yeah, take on the uh, uh, the ultimate, the ultimate safety hazard in Springfield, which is the power plant. His former employer, yeah, uh, the power plant. And so we then cut to a scene where he somehow or another has gathered a lot of a people. A huge crowd, yeah. Who's the guy on the car that's introducing him? No idea. He sounds like um, Flanders. Uh-huh. He's like a Flanders surrogate, I think. <laughs> okay. So I this didn't is know something, if he was like important So later, this is but. something that I, I was I wrote down as well. Uh, and, and what I wrote down was these, bl- these background characters are weird. Like, mm-hmm. when they're cutting across the... Uh, the crowd. That dude at the city council meeting whose hair was like the wall color. It, yeah. it was very strange. Like, it's kind of, it's really hard to describe. It's like his face was like Stewie Griffin's mixed <laughs> with Bart's hair. Yeah. Like, uh, it was like a football head with tall spiky hair. Like, uh, there's, there, there's a whole bunch of these. It's a lot of, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, you know what? This is this is ten thousand percent something only you and I will understand. Uh huh. It's like going to a baseball game in Altoona. Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, have you ever been to Altoona in Pennsylvania? You'll know what we're talking about. People there look weird. <laughs> they just they just look weird. If you're from Altoona, we love you. Thank you for listening. I mean, we had a great time in yeah, your town, we did. and that pizza was amazing. The pizza was good, but the beer was cheap. Hijinks ensued. But there's a lot of weird people looking in your town. Yeah, sorry. Oh, excuse me, weird looking people <laughs> in your town. 
There's probably weird people looking in your town. Yeah, so, you know. Well, we were there, so there you go. So, anyway, so we, we, we encounter these weird sort of... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I hesitate. Springfieldians? Yeah, they're, they're, they're extras, right? Yeah. They're just, they're just crowd... They're filling in the crowd. Right. Homer is on top of the... Uh, on top of a car out in front protesting the Springfield uh, nuclear power plant, which will bullhorn. come come back later on a couple of times in the series, mm. and gets called up to Mr. Burns' office. And in what appears to be like the the, the quickest turnaround, even for Homer, Homer is offered uh, a new position as safety inspector, which is an important point. Um yeah, okay. So I have a couple of things here. Okay. Okay. First of all, we learned that Mr. Burns is very, very, very old. Mm-hmm. Now, not quite as old as we would think of this reference today, but he talks about the crowd reacting to Homer like crowds reacted to Jolson. Al Jolson. That's right. I wrote that down too. <laughs> Who yes, was he... in the first talking movie, The Jazz Singer. Yes. Hello. He references Al Jolson. A little Jolson. trivia for you. That's That was in a musical I was in. Oh, okay. Al Jolson, Sophie Tucker, Eddie Full. Okay. That's great. Beautiful. Thank you for singing. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. So we learn... That Mr. Burns is very, very old, Mm -hmm. which I think is just wonderful. It's very funny to me. Yes. I think he's 103. Okay. I'm not sure. Do we we learn that in the other one? Yeah. That other episode, the future episode that we've watched a bunch? Okay. Um, So he's very, very old. But uh, what was the second thing I was thinking of? Oh, okay. This is going to be a little bit roundabout. Oh, here we go. But... In the opening credits, uh-huh. Homer is driving presumably home, mm-hmm. and he's got something in his shirt, and he takes out, what, a uranium rod? Yeah. And he throws it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing with a uranium rod down in his shirt? He is the safety inspector. I thought he was the safety inspector the entire time. Oh. But he gets that job yeah, now. In, in, yeah, in this episode. Yeah, episode exactly. Three. So he was a technical whatever, and mm-hmm. now he's... The safety inspector. I did not realize that that was a change that happened within the series. I just assumed it was like a, a given that he was the safety inspector the entire time. Oh yeah, you know I actually uh, have to say I think I, I I felt the same way or thought the same thing because I okay. didn't remember this episode <laughs> or okay. this moment in this episode. That's fair. I mean, essentially, yes, we're three episodes into ten thousand. I don't know how many, but um. I, I did not realize that that was like a point within the plot. Well, you know, we also can, uh, I think we can appreciate when we pick up on things that eventually turn into what will be canon, right? Yeah. Like you said it, I think in the first or maybe, the, or maybe the second recording here, like you don't know what canon is. Right. And I think at this point, neither do the writers. Okay. Neither do That's the producers of this, of this series. So, uh, and we are finding canon here and there, and I think it'll be interesting to watch and see whether or not we think they're canon, or, or rather, not, not not think they're canon, but rather whether or not we, uh, knowing they're canon, will see them consistently displayed in such a way. Right. Uh, as we well, they're forward. creating this universe as they go along, just as we are watching this universe as they're making it up. Yeah. So yeah, so that we, only makes sense. We see some things that. Makes sense. It's a sitcom. This happens in every single sitcom ever. Mm -hmm. Such as? What other sitcom? The Golden Girls. (laughs) (laughs) 
I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were going to be bring Golden Girls into this. Well, you know, maybe that could be our next up, our next podcast is us watching yeah, Golden after Girls we, together after we finish all thirty thousand yeah. episodes of The Simpsons. Um, I am the expert, and Robert knows nothing. That's not true. I've watched a lot of the. Golden You've Girls. watched a lot of the Golden Girls. But you know why? Because you're a mama. Because my mom, mama, yeah. my mama, your mama, mama used to watch Golden Girls. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm just going to say, like, the ending of this here is, oh, we have a special guest here on the table. Our other cat, Olive, is here. She doesn't have a bell on her, so you can't necessarily hear no, her. No, she's very big and grumpy. <laughs> uh, and our shock mounts arrived today. <laughs> we we see this ending here, and it's very similar to the other ending in the sense that, like, it just seems unfinished. Well, but but also at the same time, every everything's kind of buttoned up and tidy in the sense that, yay, Homer saves the day. He's the hero. And here we go. But yeah, you're right. The ending, like the credits start rolling and you're like, wait, that's it? So if it sounds like, uh, if, if it sounds like we missed over something, I don't think that we did. Homer goes in to see Mr. Burns. Burns offers him this new job and he takes the job and says... Well, and then he goes out into the crowd and he's like, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm the safety inspector. Yeah, I'm, and, the Springfield Power Plant is safe, which is what he was kind of protesting in the sense that yeah. he was thinking it was unsafe. And the crowd cheers and he then falls out of the He falls off the building and then they carry the him, him. And that's when the credits start rolling. But like, yeah. And so like we just hit this end. And so like this level of storytelling i think is where we're going to see a huge difference once we slide into the what is considered to be the golden age right right? uh season three onward we're going to see a much stronger capability like it's to me in this it feels like oh man we've written this episode and we have three minutes to wrap this up yeah how do we do it which is hilarious because i don't i don't know if there's any overlap with the writers for the shorts. That's Olive. The, oh, hello. That's Thank Olive's you. tail running. Thank you, Olive. <laughs> Come on, baby. Anyway, I don't because like the shorts are like two minutes long. At least the ones I've like yeah kind of seen what the runtime is. Yeah, they're very again. Short. We have not watched the shorts. That is that we think that's going to be a bonus episode series. Um. So I'm wondering kind of why that is. Unless the the writers don't overlap. I don't know. I, I legitimately do not know. Come at us, fanboys. Uh, Caitlin is checking the big book here now. So. This is the second time I have consulted the book. Um, well, all of that is to say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the... I'm of the plan... Or, not plan. I'm of the opinion here and now that the better of the three episodes we've seen so far is still Simpsons roasting. I agree. Uh, and again, we know that that was intended to be the eighth episode, so I assume it was the eighth episode that was written. But uh, we are still seeing some... Uh, we're still seeing this... What? Will you shake your hand at me? The, I'm sorry. The writers are not listed. It does say by Matt Groening. So I'm wondering if maybe he was the sole writer and that, that this... This is something we can clearly look up. Yeah. But... The shorts by Matt Groening is what the book, quote unquote, says. Uh-huh. And um, 
if they were solely written by him, then there's no wonder that there's kind of a disconnect between the full form episodes and the shorts. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I can only assume because but, I little, legitimately have not seen the shorts. So I, I, there's no way that I've seen all 48 of those shorts. I've seen a few of them, but uh, either way, that being said, uh, at the end of the day, I think that the reigning, sorry, are you okay? I just tried to turn the page of the book, which is very thick, and I hit my microphone. I'm so sorry, everybody. The, uh, I think that the at the end of the day, uh, still. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> did it again, y'all. So sorry. I watched her do it again. <laughs> I was trying so hard too. <laughs> well, if you made it this far. I commend you. Thank you for sticking with us as we navigate our own odyssey. <laughs> and Caitlin is trying to navigate this This is big Robert's book. odyssey and oh okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now I'm on the the correct page for this episode. Excellent. So why don't you turn it once again? And yes, I will. Take a look and oh my god, <laughs> she did it a third time, y'all. A third time. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Um so the next episode is episode four. Well, as the, as they air, uh-huh. correct. So there's no disgrace like home is the next episode. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I don't know why you did. Don't kidding. Say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Subscribe. Yeah, that's right. There, there you go. That's much better. Rate, review, like. Uh, maybe don't review Comment. not this one but like oh. if you if you really if you really enjoyed this podcast go ahead and hit that subscribe button make sure that you follow us on our instagram at escalator to nowhere pod you can also send us an email drop us a line at escalator to nowhere pod at gmail.com you seem very imp- oh i see what you're looking at yeah who? i was just looking at who's introduced in this episode who is it dr marvin monroe that's right so Dr. Marvin Monroe will be with us in the next episode, not the actual Dr. Marvin Monroe, <laughs> but we'll talk about him and sure. we'll continue to work our way through the series. Thanks so much for watching and joining me and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. Oh, that's what oh, we already said. That I'm part. Caitlin. <laughs> I'm a seasoned Simpsons, seasoned Simpsons fan. And I know a little bit more than I did before. That's right. Olive is here as well. She's bumping into the microphones. Leo's not here with us uh, right now. He's right here. Oh, he's over there. He's next to me. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. For there's no disgrace like home. And until then. Ahoy, no, no. Oh, I thought you were going to drop a smell you later. Oh. (sighs) Smell you later. (laughs) I'm sorry. You seem so defeated. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, good news. We've got some peppy uh, exit music to go out on. Here it is. (laughs) 